Welcome to Neander Talk Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Westa. This is episode 152 with Israel Noir. I think I said that right. This dude's gone through some adversity in his life. We get into that. He doesn't shy away from it. And he is uh, an up-and-coming artist, musician. I first found out about him on KC Mixtapes Radio. And uh, I heard a song that I really liked because uh, I just recently just had KC Mixtapes on the podcast. And we were talking about, if you guys remember that episode, we were talking about R&B and how I kind of am trying to get into it. And anyways, I'm listening to his the app one day. And those who don't know, it's all local artists that are featured on, on the radio for the app. And the song came on, came on, and I was feeling it. it sounded good, and it was uh, this kid named Israel Noir. And I posted it on my Instagram. He saw it, started following me. We hit each other up, and the rest is history. He's on the podcast today. You guys are gonna enjoy it. Uh, like I said, the kid's gone through some adversity, and the the stuff that he's been through, the pain and suffering and struggles that this kid's been through would destroy a lot of people a lot of weak people but he has gotten in the right mind frame the might right mindset getting therapy working through things uh using his music you can tell he loves using his music as just an outlet a creative outlet to get out his emotions and feelings and and to, and to chase his passion at the same time it's an incredible story and uh, this is a good episode i hope you guys like it and if you guys do just have a minute, if I could take your time, go to thepitchkc.com and they have a uh, the best of going on right now. And if you could just nominate Neandertalk Podcast on there for best local podcast, that would be awesome. Make it three years in a row for this. That would be incredible. This year, a lot of podcasts have blown up in the local area, so the competition is even harder this year. Be, it'd be a huge honor to get nominated. And then also, you guys, I just started my Patreon. And of course, you know, the thing I was worried about it where like hardly anybody would sign up and support me. Like that was the biggest thing. I was like, this is why I don't do it. I just, I don't know. Uh, and a couple of you guys have, have, have uh, a couple of you guys have put some money out there and have tried to uh, support me that way. And it's been awesome. But it's very, it's a very small number of you doing it. And I appreciate and love the ones that are. And if you guys would be interested in supporting me in this this journey, you know, I've been doing this for three years. I haven't asked for any money yet. And now I think it's it's a good enough product where uh, I think I can get something out of it. If you guys want to watch the video versions of this, the full version for $1 a month, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. And uh, I mean, it's the lowest level. I mean, you're not going to miss a dollar a month. Uh, that's it. That's the commercial. Uh, I love you guys all. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for listening. Follow him, Israel. Check his music out on Spotify or wherever else. And enjoy this episode, you guys. Boom, Sherlock, boom. In three, two, one, the restart. 
Heck yeah. Uh, what were we just talking about? Because it was good. Content. Yeah, content. So you're talking about you, you're not always. I'm not always consistent. Like, I know I wouldn't be consistent with, like, starting my own podcast and having to have multiple guests. Well, I mean, there's like, a million different kinds of podcasts. That is true. Um, styles you can do. You don't have to do, like. That is true. What I do. What I do is fucking <laughs> stressful, man. Really? <laughs> really? It isn't. It is. It's just stressful getting guests because I do everything. Right. Like, this is my baby. Right. I don't have. I would love to have help. Anybody out there listening? Right, right. If you want to be my Come manager, on, you want to be my booker. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, I've thought about getting interns. Get something. Uh, I usually got my man Charles here running cameras. He's right. not here, but shout out to Charles. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to have someone to, like book guests yeah. for me. That'd be so. It just take a, so much pressure off. Right, right. Well, and like I feel like too. I if I did a podcast, I know it'd be kind of jokey, like because I like to talk shit and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah. the problem is in this current climate, like I'm always like. I know I'm finna say something that's just so out there, and I mean it. May, I may mean it as a joke because I'm not trying to piss anybody off. I got some of the dumbest, craziest shit out there that I've said. Really? Oh yeah, I'll even clip it and throw like I'll oh even put God. some of that shit up on there. Like, oh my gosh, just good. I like to make. Well, I have like a like a sexist joke that I did, but it's completely not sexist. But right, and it just it's you know right. I find different. I try to. I don't know. Well, and I, I, I like I, I'm, I'm not I, I, so I'm not controversial, but I won't steer away from controversial subject. Right. And I'm not typically afraid to view or voice my opinion. Right. On a lot of controversial topics. Yeah. But it's ones that I'm confident in talking about because I've done the research. Well, yeah, I've done enough research. It. If it's something I if it's something I don't know, I won't like right. I'll be like, oh, I don't know. Tell me. Well, and I feel like to some degree, like there's been a loss a little bit of like agreeing to disagree. You know, and being able to have some some real conversations, and and I feel like right, like I, I was getting into it with you know some some family and friends because we we have conversations all the time where we're just throwing debating, and you know some people are like, oh my god, this feels like argument, which for us it isn't because we know the boundaries of you know the conversation and of respect, you know, so we're mm -hmm. not trying to insult each other. <clears throat> but one of those things for me was just like, damn, I feel like, especially as an artist or you know being put not at this point, but when you grow more being put on a pedestal and it feels like you got to be almost perfect. And I'm like, that's not fucking life. Like if I can't say, yeah. like, I'm not saying that I'm going to be out here trying to mislead people, but if I, I know what you mean, up, you're going to have to be maybe a little more self-censoring or right, self-conscious right. about it right. or, or a and little so, more corporate. Right. And it's just like, <clears throat> this is, yeah, that ain't me. Yeah. And it, it is. It isn't <laughs> me too. That's like one of the biggest things. That's not me. And that's, and that's one of the things, uh, you know, I, I've started this. this. Yeah, I've started this podcast just, I mean, we can get into it. Um, yeah. But, you know, I started, it's all me. It's for me. It's, right. you know, it helps me with my my mental issues and shit to help me focus yeah. on, on shit to do. Yeah. And I know that I'm, I don't know, not everybody loves me. And I'm right. very opinionated and I'm fine with that. Right. And I just know there's there's like, I don't know, see, there's there's like 330 million people right. in the United States. Right. And so if, I, if I'm just even focused on them, which I'm not, right. it's worldwide, but let's just say this. I only have to get like a fraction of 1% of those people right. to even like be kind of interested. You know, like that's a huge I heard, number. I was listening to someone, it was uh, T-Pain once talking about, he said, uh, he was telling, it was interesting too for me because I used to be really, I don't want to say I was uptight about like getting everybody's approval, but... You know, you kind of look for feedback and just like, oh, you know, you want the the the, the, all, the all the nice stuff, you know. Oh, my oh God, sure, you get a little whatever. serotonin drip. Yeah, some... and and one of the but one of the realest things he said, which I which I've, I've started to really try to adapt to now, is he was like, 
when I was in 04, 05, Snoop Dogg told me t- my auto tune effect was only going to last for two years. And he said, but I now will, it's the, it's the, now it's the, the, the standard almost. I wish it would have lasted two years. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I, there's some things I like, some things I don't, you know, but that's my opinion. Everybody, that's one right. of my, that's one of my strong, but that's an opinion. But that's not like an educated one. That's just my, you know, that's because music's subjective. Exactly. Art but, subjective. But one of the things he said, he said, if, you know, he said, do what you love because I guarantee he, he even quoted, I guess Tarantino even said, I create a story that I like, and I hope that there's some crazy motherfucker that's out there that actually fucks with the same shit that I'm into. Yeah. And that's the way you have to do it, you know, because if you if you try to like, I feel like if you do try to appease everybody and be perfect, yeah. you're going to fail and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt even more. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't expect this to ever go commercial or anything like that. If this ever, this see, is like straight grassroots. But you see, know what I mean? feel like it has the opportunity to. Like I feel like it could be the, the the standard. Like if there's an artist that has to do press or whatever, especially if you're coming from the city, you gotta tap in here first. Yeah, but know, it's it, it's not easy to be honest. Like you're one of the exceptions. Just thankful because I I don't I don't need to I'll beat this into the ground. I've talked about it a bunch, but I'm not trying to get pigeonholed. Right as Kansas City's right fair enough music podcast scene because I have such a I, I you know I just had. You know, a game dev- uh, you know, a card Solid, game developer yeah. on that's into I need to finish house whispering and, and and UFOs and oh, we had some great talks off the air. It uh, doesn't even have to be just music. I mean, this can be just the right. the podcast. You know, the I, I you know I, I'd love it to be. I mean, that's I, I I think it's the best podcast in Kansas City. I think so too. But I'm very biased. Well, I was getting ready to say too. I've, it's been it's been interesting because I've noticed. I noticed the podcast a couple of years ago. Are you kidding me? No, yeah, I was. I really just thought you just kind of saw my story that I posted of. Nah, you know, I posted a story nah, I, of yours. I don't know, <laughs> a month or two yeah, months yeah. ago. No, I've been on. Like I've been watching. I like that's the thing too about just kind of how I move. I move really quiet until mm-hmm. I want to be known or until I kind of you know I'm starting to get out of the shell a little bit more. Um, but a lot of times, I mean, I've I've always kind of tried to see what the pulse of Kansas City or wherever I'm at, just kind of what the pulse is. Um, so I noticed the podcast, uh, yeah, I want to say about a year ago, year and a half. Okay. Um, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then recently I tapped back in because I've been looking <clears> to expand. You know, my off day, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So, or mm-hmm. not a lot, but a good amount. So I just wanted to add because I kept running out of what I was listening to. I do that, yeah. And I was like, I need something more in the rotation to get me through the week, you know. Yeah. And so um, I just started listening to some of your stuff. And dope. I was like, oh, this is this is really dope. Like, <laughs> just, you know, just hearing, you know, hearing and seeing other people. And, right. And, you know being able you know podcasts are so dope because you sit there and re-listen to them and then it, mm-hmm. for me it's it's more than just music i can actually think a little bit more about mm-hmm. you know maybe a new idea i hadn't thought of you know and just kind of what that might mean in right. life you know like i'm kind of that intro i'm an <clears throat> introspective introvert so mm-hmm. i just i like to sit and think and, and play with ideas and whatnot so you know that's that's what i first i was i was on i like i, I noticed you from a distance ah <laughs> dope then you, you you know yeah the shout out happened and then um i just before I left, I was like, it'd be really cool to just talk, just talk, just chop it up with someone um, and and work with, you know, I'm, I'm down to always work with local shit because we got to help each other out. We got to. Oh, what a serendipitous know. event here. Really cool. Hell I appreciate yeah. the kind words, man. Um, and, and when I do say like this is the best podcast in Kansas City, I'm not saying that <clears throat> because it's me. Right. It's because of the guests. Like I just. I've found some amazing guests on a, that just have just, too. I don't know, maybe, but just some of these people that come in that are just some of the most exceptional people in Kansas City. Right. And they're not people you typically know. You're not right. going to know who these these people are. It's right, a small right. city. Yeah. You know, there's people that know, there's quote unquote local celebrities, but right. 
there's some people on here that are just they've got cool stories. Yeah. I mean, just no. I mean, I was listening or cool ideas. Uh, or I was just. I mean, I I go through all of it and just sitting there listening. Uh, listen to the Marquez interview. I listened to. You oh, know, that's a good one. For yeah, art for artists especially. I think. Yeah, it, it had a, a lot of interesting ideas and thoughts being proposed there, and I, you know, it was interesting to just. Li- but again, just to see there are people here because I mean, four or five years ago, I didn't really, you know, growing up here, I've been born and raised Kansas City, so mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like at the there's a period of time where it didn't seem like a lot was happening, and now it just feels like we kind of almost are in the midst of an explosion. Mm-hmm. And so being, but being able to have someone that's spotlighting these different again not just specifically music but just all over mm-hmm. in kansas city spotlighting these different things it's like just super super dope <laughs> I, I just fuck with it i think it's cool too <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. but there's an art too to you you know you asking the questions and you you know you you, yeah. you know, giving the person the op, you know the, the the almost the alley-oop in the conversations to, oh to man well to, that's very nice of you to say yeah. i don't i don't i don't look at these interviews or me even having questions it's just cool people talking right you know we're just chopping yeah. it up yeah, not, Have but not everybody time. can do it though. That's that's the key. All right, thing. man. That's well, the key thing. All just, right, just give yourself give yourself some credit. All right, all right. You, I appreciate it, man. It. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm I'm t- I'm about to take a big step. Actually, by the time this is already out, mm-hmm. I am taking. Yeah, I've already made my big step. I'm gonna try and monetize this and put it on let's, Patreon. Oh, let's go. Like so that. we'll see. I'm very, very, very nervous about that. All right. Well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be tapped in. So All right, man. We, we, Hopefully, I, I mean, you know, I'm pricing it the cheapest I can is a dollar. Like, if you want the video version, oh, it's a dollar. Yeah, come, on. come on, come on, people, give it's, me a dollar. It's, it's a dollar. If you're listening out there, Patreon.com/slash Neanderthal Podcast. Heck yeah. We're Five here. bucks gets you a cool little thing. Anyway, go check it all out. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm, I'm here for it. So yeah. So very cool. Thank you for that. No sure. more compliments for me. Don't give me any more. That's plenty. Okay. Um, I got you. <laughs> uh, so that, but that's cool that you've known about me before, and then all of a sudden I, I hit you. Just I didn't. I didn't know who the that hell was you were. I was. I, it was. It was random. Um, I'm listening to KC mixtapes radio. Yeah. And I had just had him on. I don't know how many weeks before that. Right. But he's telling me about R and B. He loves R and B. Right. Right. And I was just listening, and then that song, whatever. I don't even remember what uh, song. Weekend it was. vibe. Weekend vibe. Weekend vibe. That's right. And I heard it, and I was like, oh, this is an R&B song. <laughs> this is what it sounded like. Low-key, kind of, yeah. <laughs> this is what it sounded like to me. Yeah. And uh, and so and I was fe- I was just feeling it. You know, yeah. sometimes I feel a song, and I post it or whatever, and that- I, was, I was just feeling it, and I was like, I'm going to tag, you know. Shit, that made my morning. I, woke <laughs> up, I literally woke up, and I was like laying in bed, and I checked my phone. Yeah, I was like, and, who is this dude? And I, yeah. and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I got shouted out. I was high. But, you know, because I guess my experience is so far with, with any kind of social – platform radio-esque podcast-esque it's just and, I, and i'm not gonna like this is not to shit on anybody it's just it is a game it's, or not a game it's a business you know so for some people I've, I've just noticed that some people move based off numbers or or whatever so i don't i don't get bent out of shape about it but to just see someone just randomly you know that has a platform just be like this song is just dope yeah no matter what it is it's dope let yeah. me shout it out like to me i was like ah, damn cool. that's so <laughs> like that was awesome nice yeah, so I like that song. So and then here we are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you wanted to come on, and I was like, honestly, I've been booked, right? Booked, book. And then you're like, hey man, I'd like to get on. I'm moving soon. I was like, well, shit, right? Let me try and get this guy on. I shouted him out, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we here. 
<coughs> I figured I figured just that you know a conversation would be would be lit you know yeah and but at the same time knowing the time frame that I gave because I was like yeah I got like two weeks you know like yeah I figured too I said well if it doesn't happen now I'm sure I will be back at some point to time in the city to to work and where to, are you going I'm going to Nashville Oh, very I'm, cool. I'm moving to Nashville. For what? For um, To chase your music career? For for chasing my music career, but then also um, I'm an audio engineer. So I'm wanting to get, I've been teaching myself since high school uh, and really kind of learning and growing. YouTube? And YouTube, trial and, and, and error and being around other engineers and being, you know, just around music oh, nice. to kind of figure things out. Um, but I wanted to hop into a situation where I had a little bit more structure in the learning and to be able to take something, because I feel like I'm at a point where I do a pretty good job at a mix, but I want to know what takes what's taking me from the mix I'm doing now to industry level to next level. I can go into a studio anywhere in the world and I can give you the quality that's going to be on the radio um, or anywhere, just for that matter, just on the high level. So um, going to a technical school out there uh, that teaches, it's like a six month program. Oh, um, cool. So I'm going to be going to be out there, but then also I wanted to. Um, kind of spread my wing. I wanted to also see something outside of Kansas City. I've been that's awesome. You know, what a good place too. I've never been to Nashville, but it's one of those places shit. I want to go. That's like on my list. Yeah, I have a list of places to travel to. I will say Vegas kind of fucked up my list. Really? Because I went to Vegas and fell in love. Really? I'm like, I don't want to go. I like, I could go other places. And I'm right. sure it'd be great, but damn, Vegas is fun. Really? Oh my god, you don't even have to do much. You like, just just, walk just around? go and walk around is fun. Damn, I'm, I'm got I definitely want to. I want, but that's the thing. I want to see the world. You know? Yeah. And I've, I've, you know, I've gotten to travel a little bit as a as a kid. You know, my mom's a German immigrant, so I've been overseas a little bit to kind of see Germany and whatnot, and just want to. Before I settle down, which you know, I don't know where settling down looks like for me. You know, I'm still really, really young. Um, yeah, but I wanted to. You don't just, even need to have that word in your vocabulary, man. Yeah, like I just wanted to. I just wanted. I just wanted to see something outside of the Midwest. You know, that's kind of where I've been. You know, Kansas City, Wichita, whatnot. And so I wanted to hop outside and see something different. And I saw an opportunity. Music has been an opportunity for me to experience amazing things in life. Yeah. Know? So I wanted to continue taking advantage of it. Yeah, I'd love to go to Nashville. It's because I love music. I love live music. Yeah. I hate country, but I know they've Same got. Here. But they've got all kinds of like. I talked to some people that uh, I had a guy on the podcast. Can't remember who. I think the guy that owns Mother Clucker. Okay. Derek. It doesn't matter what his name is. I forget Mike or Mike or Derek or something. Whatever. Right. Uh, he's he lived in Nashville and fell in love with it, and that's why he does like this oh. Nashville hot chicken place. Okay. But I was telling him, I was like, man, I don't like country. That's why I don't. He's like, no, you go to the, like. There's some buildings that are like. I don't know, 10 stories tall. Right. And each level's like, oh, this is the country level. This is the R&B level, the hip hop level, the techno oh, level, damn. the jazz level, the blues level. Like, oh, and like shit. yeah, it's like, oh, it's like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm excited too because I'm going to be like 10 minutes away from downtown. Oh, cool. So I'm going to be like right there, essentially being able to just kind of, I'm excited. Like, it's almost like going back to school all over again. Right. You know, because I've, I've been out for, for a little couple months now, but going back into all of this, it's just new experiences. Um, I almost went there when I got out of high school. That was kind of the goal was to get to Nashville. Um, and thankfully didn't at that time. Cause I feel like I needed a lot of learning and, and growing mm -hmm. in myself and in my art. Um, uh, but now I feel like I'm at a really cool place where it's like this, this could and you're free, like free and you know what I mean? Like you yeah. got, you don't have kids or, or, Thank a, God, or no, a wife or nothing. No, just, no, just you. Yeah, no, we're, we're single. It's very important oh, to yeah. chase a dream like that. Like it's right. a, it's, you have to be. 
I mean, what do I know? But you have to be selfish. It's like a selfish endeavor. If yeah. you want to really like, if you want to go to any studio in the world and produce right. high level shit, like that's going to take right. hard work and dedication. A lot of times and you don't wanna, when you're young, you got to just fucking focus on that. Right. Well, and the response, yeah, the responsibility aspect of like, if, if I have someone else I got to take care of, I'm not going to necessarily put them. Like for me, if I have to go sleep on a couch to go right. mix a record, I'm willing to do that because it's just, and me. you don't I'm have putting, to explain to some yeah, chick I'm, that, yeah, yeah chick or, <laughs> or a kid or, you know, I don't have to worry about trying to have, make sure someone else is, is, is good and, and is getting the right, you know, whatever in the, for their journey, you know? So for me, it's like, I can go through certain hardships being single. Like I, yeah, if I, if I had a kid or, <clears throat> or a girlfriend or a yeah. wife, this wouldn't be, <laughs> yeah. you kind of, you just have, it's almost like, I feel like naturally you have to switch and, and, and kind of focus on more sustainability. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm blessed. I'm, you know, about to turn 21 here in Nashville too. So it's like, yeah, you're super young. Yeah. Super young. Most, yeah. Most people get really surprised. They're like, what? You're only, you know, 20. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You got you got a long way to go. Yeah. Hell but yeah. you're, you're taking, uh, taking the right steps. It looks like I'm trying every, every day. So, uh, so I didn't, all I really knew was that one song. Right. And then I was like, well, I better do a little bit of research. And so I try, I listen to your album. Okay. Your newest one, forty one. Four, yep, four four three one. Four four three one. Sir, that's uh, <clears throat> man, you've been through some shit, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a so I, there's that album and the, there's also a documentary was out. On I YouTube watched too. I watched half of that okay. or so. Good. Okay, so you 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 a little familiar? Yeah, I've, it's been a journey. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think I think though that what I've been through is create or I don't is built up certain ass characters in me, mm-hmm. uh, characteristics that. Um, I think in a way also differentiate me from probably the average 20 year old, mm-hmm. you know, just needing to having to grow up almost a little bit younger, you know, from a real, actually from a really young age, 13, 14, just needing to know how to survive and, you know, then how to take care of yourself when, you know, you're living by your, you know, living on your own 15, 16 and, yeah. tr- you know, trying to just figure out life, you know? So I feel like that's kind of helped me though in this, in the same time. Cause I feel like I've spent less time on bullshit and more time of actually pursuing things i love and actually getting me to a place further ahead yeah Um, music kind of music was my your savior oh my god yeah i mean (laughs) i I sit here and talk to a lot i mean it when i talk to people and i'm telling them my journey i I say music if i didn't have music i wouldn't have made it to 18 and if i didn't have some of the people that were in my life at at the times that they came in i probably wouldn't have seen 16 um just with so much of you know dealing with what i was dealing with and Mm -hmm. you know dealing with the, the the mental health and and um, you know, the depression and a lot of things that came out of that, that environment. And, you know, God, depression up. as a kid's got to be a oh, motherfucker. Man. I never, I, I didn't experience really any depression like personally until right. just a, a couple, you know, a couple of years ago, three, three and a half years or so ago. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it's brutal. I never knew. I couldn't imagine doing that as what I would have done as a kid if I had that oh, shit. And it's, it's, it was weird too, because like, I mean, when I, I, I diagnosed with PTSD and, the, when I was going through the domestic violence in and of itself, I didn't really. How come you call it domestic violence and not child abuse? Um, it's just a nicer way, I guess. I, I guess in my experiences too, I try like I try to be very delicate with how I unpack that to people because I've also had people freak out, or I've had people. Um, I've been in relationships where the maybe the parent of whoever I was dating. Uh, the daughter or whatnot would say, well, what is the chances he'll do the exact same shit as his dad? Sure. Um, so for me, that just is, 
never a good feeling, especially since I've been through a lot of therapy. Like I talk about it, but I've been through a lot of therapy. I'm a lot, nice. I'm a lot better wow. of an individual than I probably, if I hadn't been through it, like there's yeah. been a lot of growth in that. Um, no so kidding. to avoid being kind of written off, I try to just kind of dance a little bit around it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, so I mean, let's call it what it is, you know, child abuse, domestic violence. Um, you know, I never really exhibited PTSD until afterwards. So I was about maybe two, three months away from that situation where I wasn't necessarily in physical danger. And then it just kind of like something just happened. It was almost like a switch got hit. Okay. And I could just, I mean, I would just lose my shit. You know, I'd get angry. I'd get really, you know, aggressive. Mm -hmm. I would yell. I would curse. I would be, you know, and. It, it was like I almost or especially at what age 15 16 15, 15. Oh, that's even when you got <clears throat> added that on top of the hormones right. of a 15 16 year old boy exactly. <laughs> like and it's it was, just it, there's just testosterone no is, control. is insane it's just an insane drug no, to boys no control just flying off the handle every moment I mean I I mean I have friends and and, and family I mean it's, I love my mom had held a lot of patience with me at those times because i mean i was i even at times i would snap and i would say something really really mean and then in my mind i'm like why hasn't she just like took me and you know just spanked <laughs> the mess out of me for like being so disrespectful you know but her thankfully she was you know understanding of, of kind of what, what was going on and trying to you know do better with us mm -hmm. you know um and, and parent us better than what had kind of happened beforehand um but I mean, I just remember being out of control and going to therapy and I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, this is, I've never seen this before. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, I just, you know, went through the questionnaire and, you know, they, you know, questions were asked about kind of how I'm perceiving the world and whatnot. And from there it was, you know, PTSD. And then the next thing was, okay, I have this. And one of the things that I've always been really adamant about was I don't want to live like my father. And I don't want to live, I don't want to live that life. I don't want to experience that, not just for myself, but whoever's around me, my kids, loved ones. I don't want this. <clears throat> so the next step for me naturally was we got to bust our ass and make sure that we're working at fixing. I don't want to say fixing, but being more in control of these things. Um, but music was, was a way for me to vocalize um, that pain and that frustration and that anger. Um and, and just being able to, and it was something that was mine because um, I used to hoop when I was growing up and that was something that was a lot of where my, my trauma came from because it was like, oh, you didn't play well, so you're going to sleep outside. Oh, you didn't do this, so we got to do, you know, you're going to get this in return. So for me, I felt very restricted and oppressed almost in, in that sport. So I, I really lost love for it. Um, Wait, who your dad was doing oh, that to yeah. you if my you weren't dad, good enough? If yeah, you were, oh, my dad. My shit. dad was my dad was a who's, huge. He was trying to raise you to be an NBA star for him. I w and I was. <laughs> I mean, I was good. I mean, I, I you know was in middle school starting varsity in JV high school games. You wow. know, and and so I had a talent and I had a potential, but the pressure and the expectations that he was trying to place on me, it was no longer about just having fun and playing. Right. Um, There's no fun in that. Yeah. And then, I mean, it was just a lot. It was just, you know, the car rides home and all, all that shit. Just, you know, it, it was like, you know, never could have, I never could be me in, in, in any sense of the, of that. And so I, when I came back into music, cause I, you know, done some stuff classically. And then when I finally started to like rap, he didn't care. He was like, I hate this shit. Don't. He was like so against it. Right. So it was like my, against rap in general yeah, or your no, rap? me rapping. He was like, I don't want you. Cause he thought that I, like, I guess maybe the interpretation was I was just going to like just start being like a low life, not successful person. Like, I don't know. My dad is, 
I don't know. Like the the his the, the to hop into his mind is just a very interesting place. But you know, so he he was against it. So I was like, oh, perfect. This is my thing. You're not telling me how to do it. You're not telling me. Oh, nice. I had it all to myself. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my mom was was a was the type of person where she just kind of let you know she let us be. You know, in a way where it's it's you know I'm not gonna tell you no. I'm not gonna take this away from you. If this is something you're interested in, pursue it. Um, you know, if it's something that I, you know, that I need to get behind at some point, we, we, we will, but I got to, you know, you do it on your own and, and turn it into something. So, I mean, I remember, you know, 15, not having a lot of money. So, you know, scamming my way through getting <laughs> software and whatnot and, you know, making multiple accounts and getting demos of, of stuff. And then I would spend nights, you know, like at, you know, I'd go to school and then come home and from three to like two o'clock in the morning, just make on, make beats. And just and just create. Oh, fun! And create and create and create, and then I found someone who was like a recording. You weren't even rapping yet; you were just doing it. Yeah, I was. I was just wanted to be a producer at that time. Okay. Um, I was very inspired by like Dr. Dre, Pete Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the I listened to a lot of old school hip hop first. Um, because a lot of it I could kind of like argue. I used to have to argue my way through certain music because we weren't allowed to listen to like swearing shit. And okay. My mom wasn't going for that. Right. My mom or my dad, to be honest. Um, like you know, nine, ten, ten years old. They're not. So I used to have to print out lyrics and I have to like read them out loud and oh, explain shoot. to like this is why this was cool. So I could, but usually Tribe Call Quest was something I could kind of like, you go. yo, we're, we're, this is good. Look, there's no, there's no swear words here. We're good. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, originally I just wanted to be a producer. Um, and I met with, uh, I had two close friends of mine who to me to this day are like close. They're like brothers to me. Um, they're a little bit older and I connected with one who was, a, who was the rapper and I connected with another friend who was my age and was uh, still, I think to this day, is even a, an audio engineer as well. And we recorded our first project. And during that time, I ended up starting to try to write. Yeah. It was a tra- trash. It's inevitable. Trash mixtape that, you know, got me clowned in high school because the first song was about my crush, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but I, from that point, though, I just continued to work at it um, and just just loved it and it, again it was a safe space you know the music i was listening to when i started to kind of be exposed to more stuff you know i got got to hear kin like a very young kendrick lamar um and, and kind of was really inspired by what he was doing mm-hmm. chance the rapper j cole uh you know and i just i started to eat up all of what, what i was hearing and but a lot of the stuff that kept me going was just real shit about just trying to make it through the day you know, or dealing with the depression or dealing with your, you know, the mental health stuff mm-hmm. that some of these rappers and artists have spoken on. And that's what kept me going. Cause I was like, man, they're speaking to me right now. If I can just get through this one problem, if I can get through this one storm, once I get through the other side, we're going to be okay. If I can get through this, cause to me, what I've been through is like the biggest, I, I feel like it's the biggest challenge I've ever seen and probably will, to be honest, really see. Hopefully, right? Hope, I mean, hopefully, <laughs> you know, I think, well, and I think also slightly different, you know, I, I don't think my life is going to always be in jeopardy like that. You know, but just really had to fight so much through that, even with not just leaving within the court system, because they really tried to fuck us. Uh, okay. What's up? What happened in the court system? So, well, what happened with that? you guys? Got, like, where's your dad so, now? Is your dad around now? He's somewhere in Kansas City. I think he's still in Grandview. Okay. So uh, what happened? Like, they got yeah, divorced so, and he just So they, they got a divorce. Um, You know, my mom and my sisters witnessed. A lot of times the abuse that happened to me was behind closed doors or behind where well, they didn't see it. They were not Nobody there. knew? They didn't know about it. Oh shit! They didn't know until there was a particular. It was like the, the final night. Um, my dad was, you know, tripping, and I think my dad really has some bipolar situation okay. kind of going on because there were. It was always a big, 
even even despite them not seeing necessarily the physical altercations we me and him had been in there was a lot of emotional abuse going on where one moment he'd be the coolest person to ever be around and the next moment it was like you could do no wrong you were just gonna get barked on and what oh i hate those people yeah. i i knew somebody very well just like that and it's oh and what a nightmare to act to have to grow up with that oh, oh my gosh shit. it was like i couldn't like literally it was there was a one point in time where i got to the understanding i was like shit i cannot do anything right you know like whether it is you know you used to you know shit like it was, you know, when it snowed, I used to have like a little snow shoveling business around the neighborhood. Oh, cool. No matter how early I got up to go shovel, it was not early enough for him and I still got yelled at. And I was like, dog, I'm trying. Like, I was like, okay, we're good. We're waking up at seven, got stuff ready, got all the equipment before the snow, snow hits, boom, I'm about to head out there. And literally maybe five minutes before I'm about to walk out there, starts yapping, you're not out there, you're not working, you don't want it, da 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 I was like, you know, so it was just that was kind of like our experiences growing up. And so they but my sisters and my mom were never really aware of what was going on outside of that. And then one day he was really tripping and he was starting to yell at, yell at my, my uh, second oldest sister <coughs> or the oldest of the girls, I guess. And he was really coming for her. And I just kind of stepped in and I was like, yo. And then some other words were said, but, sure. you know, I'm f- <laughs> 14 and a half, you know, so. I, you know, I said something like, yo, why are you tripping? Like, you acting like we don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm. And all of a sudden, we're bop, and we start wrestling. <laughs> and we, like, are tumbling through the whole house. Is he a big dude? F- uh, I mean, I was 5'11". F- I mean, ele- I'm skinny, and I don't weigh much. He's 5'11", 240, 250. Oh, jeez. Right. You know, so it's not, it, it you know. It, so or it, that's it, a thick dude. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm maybe 5'11", 6 foot, 140. <laughs> wet you know like i'm not i'm not that big of a dude you guys, so we were, look, you guys look like the number 10 right we're we're wrestling through the house and then he's on top of me and i, I don't want to get too specific just for everybody else sure. but i mean there was fist thrown there was there's stuff and i took my mom and all my sisters to push him off of me um and that was the first time that all of them saw anything and that night my mom said everybody get your stuff we're going and you know from that point then it was you know needing to get the you know restraining orders because you know, before she could even get the divorce going, if he goes, shows up to like my sisters are dancers. So if they, if he were to have showed up to their ballet school at that period of time, they could, the ballet couldn't have kept them right. from leaving with them. So you need that restraint. Oh, yeah. You need all those things. So, you know, the next day we were County, you know, trying to get all that taken. And I had a bunch of cuts and scars. I missed almost like a week of school. Cause I just had my face look crazy. Damn. Um, yeah, it was in, it's insane. I still have like pictures to this day from it. But I had to go down to county and get pictures taken, and you know they had a, they they gave him probation. Like, and that was the that that so that was the thing is we're going through all this, and you know I feel like the expectation and the understanding is like the kids are going to be protected, and that's not really what happened. Like they didn't get him for whatever he did. He got a slap on the wrist. My dad don't do anything bad outside of what that. So him a slap on the wrist for a year is just you know probation. Don't do anything wrong. Easy. That's not shit. Yeah, it's it's not shit. So that kind of happening, and then it's barely a punishment. Right. And then on top of that, it was... Unless he's got a job where he could get affected by it. You know, some jobs would fire you over something like that. But. used to work at Ford. Yeah, oh, okay. Ford probably don't yeah, care. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, so then at, at that it was at that point in time, it was, you know, now we're going through the divorce and and the restraining order itself was actually... Yeah, before before we even got to divorce, still on the restraining order, we had to go meet with... Uh, they're called Guardian at Litems, the lawyers. Yep. Uh, and I, I, I shit you not, the first lawyer I spoke to uh, he asked me, he says, so do you want to be around your dad? 
I said, no. <laughs> he said, why? I said, because this, this, that, and the third. And he said, well, I feel like you're just being an overly emotional teenager. I shit you not. This is exactly what he said. I feel like you're being an overly emotional teenager, and I know that's what you might think is best, but everybody gets rights in this situation, so I'm going to push for scheduled visitation. Wow. And I was, I was like, huh? No. And then I'm learning. And so but it was like me. I had to go talk to him separately. My sisters had to go talk to him separately. And my mom had to go talk to him separately. And once we all <clears> had those meetings and then we all came out, he was just I, like I started talking to everybody in my family. And he was an ass to every one of us. Like, honestly, fuck that guy. Because he was right. just like. Sounds like it. It was. He was just. Sounds a, like he doesn't care. Yeah. It, it, it really. Well, and that's that's where I was like, OK. Y'all, you, you know, and so then visitation was going on. And I went in one time. The very first time I had to go in there and I went in there and my dad, it was just weird. Cause he acted like nothing had happened. Right. So of course. And just and then at that point in time, that's my PTSD. I had PTSD at that point. So I triggered badly and I eventually, I mean, it was so bad that I couldn't eat for three days. I was so sick to my stomach and just like the anxiety and the, and the, the fear, um, you know, and all those emotions, mm. it just, it was a nightmare and I never went back in. And, but the, still the thing was, I couldn't just not show up to the building. I had to be in the building. I didn't have to necessarily go see him, but I had to be in the building or my mom would get in trouble for not bringing us. Okay. So I spent like two years every Sunday evening going and just sitting there in the waiting room. For how long? Hour, hour and a half. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's not really shit in the grand scheme of things, but just the aspect that y'all supposed to protect us and yet we still have to go do this. My sisters are still doing visitation to this day because they're not 18. Are they, how is their relationship with him? I don't, I mean, it, it depends on the day, you know? Sure. Like, I, I feel like with them, uh, the two younger ones in particular, uh, the oldest one doesn't talk to him. She doesn't like him whatsoever. <laughs> um, but I think the younger two want and wish that he would be a good dad. And, I, and I'm not going to Sure, who that. doesn't want that or won't wish that? Sure. Right. They're just holding out hope. Right. And I think that, I feel like there's times It's a female where, trait. You know, females are very nice. They're loving you know they and i mean i mean again well they and they, they grew up they were young when i mean the youngest one was seven or eight when everything really oh, first kind of started you know like and and they went i mean there's trauma that they from witnessing just of even course. that you know but you know they're they're young mm -hmm. they're you know 14 16 now at this point like you know young young girls and you know yeah dad is still probably something you know somewhat important to them but unfortunately my dad or I don't know how you want to look at it. My dad still shoots himself in the foot over these situations. He still treats them poorly, cancels visitations, doesn't show, you know. Well, yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a the, real piece of shit. And so, you know, I know at some point in time, you know, I, I think they'll 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 come to their conclusion on on how their relationship with them will be. You know, um, we've we've all discussed personally that if anybody wants to have a relationship with them, we don't care. Just make sure it's done in a safe way. <laughs> right. You know, like at the end of the day, don't put all of us in jeopardy by trying to reach out, you know, because not all of us want to speak to them and make sure you're doing it through the appropriate legal channels or however it needs to be done. Um, but if that's your decision, that's your decision, you know. And so went through all that and, and it took years again of fighting just to, to get the divorce that dragged on because he was just contesting and trying really? to. He was just trying to wait. Just it. being a dick. I think he. Hoped, I thought. I think he thought my mom. My mom hadn't worked, and she was married to him for twenty years, and hadn't worked at, since she had me. So I think his expectations. So when we first left, she started with nothing essentially. So mm -hmm. we were just we 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 really we built where we're at now is we built that from the ground up, and I think he just kind of thought we would starve out, you know, and have to. 
I, I think that's kind of I think right, I, I, don't, right. I don't really know what his his rhyme or reason was with some of these things, but we fought and you know thankfully we were able to finally get some good legal counsel and finally get some some people who cared um, and kind of put in the, in place what is what is there now. Is that what it's um, about in that system? Is just finding someone that cares. I think that, but I also think you got to find someone who is going to actually give a fuck. Right. And, and more, but also not just from like a, cause the legal system is not about who's right or wrong. It's about how can I argue? Trust me. I the, know. the right, you know, Trust and, and, me, and know. how can I, you know, how, what, so it's like, it's a game. It's how can I win this game? It's, right. It's all it is. And so I think honestly, it's, it's more of finding someone who is going to do what they can, not just a pragmatic. Like, I think the guy is a dick. The, the, the guardian at Lytham was an asshole, but I think he also just was like, this is what the system it like i think he looked at it from a very black and white no emotions not really just okay well in the typical situation plug and play this is what the equation looks like not taking in consideration right. the, the abuse. We call that uh the rule of the law not the spirit of the law right and so i think you finding finding people you know finding a, a legal representation that's you know spirit of the law um as you call it um i think there's some great organizations here uh i still shout them out to this day hope house uh casey Nice. For, you know, for um, a lot of domestic violence mm-hmm. and, and, and sexual assault and all of that, the, the, those guys. Was that Bobby Joe? I think so. Yeah, I've, I've had her on. She's yeah. great. Yeah. Me and her, we, we actually, uh, when the documentary and all that came out, we did a, a Zoom, group Zoom call with some of the uh, people and we spoke about it and asked questions and tried to create awareness. Because at the end of the day, with my story, I want to create an awareness and a hope for others because I know a lot of people who've been in similar situations and it's, I mean, I've, we were lucky. We are honestly, the situation that happened for us is the best case situa- situation. Right. Because I've heard really. Oh, people fucked. don't come out of those stories too well too often. Yeah. I oh, mean, my just, gosh. Yeah, that's not a good, it's, that's not good to do to the growing brain. Right. You know, right. children are just, are fragile. They need to be protected. Well, and I, I know <laughs> some, I know I had friends of mine who. They weren't necessarily being abused, but the mom was, and they were watching it. That's just as bad. But And they left, but then the court said they had to go spend the weekends, and then it became like they're sleeping on the floor and just crazy shit going on over there. And it just is like – I mean, that's that's the worst case for us is we would have had to do overnights at his place. Oh, and shit. And that, that – that, I mean, that's scary. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, or even more specifically, specifically for my sisters because it's like he puts their hands on them. That's mm-hmm. – different ball game for everybody you know right and, and that's yeah it's only a matter of time before someone's probably gonna end up dead right right you know so and that and i think that uh, it's really unfortunate and i you know social where i kind of I've, I've gotten into it with social workers and whatnot because i just feel like the way the system is set up mm-hmm. i feel like if you're in it and you're in, and you're just in the government system not necessarily the the advocate side of, of like hope house or whatnot but if you're in the government system you see so many cases you just get burnt out yeah you just don't care and I think that's really at the end of the day what kind of I realized is like I'm not I'm not anything new to anybody. Mm-hmm. And but and the, I mean the person we had, she doesn't she's seen she's right. gonna go see five so more. There's another case with the same. Yeah, she's gonna see five more that day, another thirty that week, another hundred, two hundred, three hundred that year. Like you know, and I I can only imagine how it that ends would, up just being a job. Like I gotta go to work today, right? And hang out with these people while they're right. doing do the, do the do the the, the the you know you just end up following steps and stuff. And they're not making much money. They probably hate their life outside of their job, right? Ugh. Yeah, I mean it's it's not a. I mean that's how do we fix that problem? Shit. I uh, I think 
from I mean from from the way I see it what I can at least contribute because that's you know I, I don't I don't have the answers to always everything but I think for me in the piece I'm trying to contribute is men let's start especially African-American men let's talk about domestic violence let's talk about mental health because a lot of what I've been through is not uncommon it's it's almost like every day the mill yeah my son was back talking back in 98 so that's how we used to handle shit you know <laughs> i mean and honestly that's honestly like my my father did the exact same shit that was done to him by his grandmother you know i had a uh, we had cousins or my they're his cousins my aunts and uncles or whatever or nephews i don't know how that works you <laughs> know but uh, it's all, you know but right. they were they were you know when I, we were talking about what i've been through they were like oh well i was here when he was 15 and he had to sleep outside and he got put out for the almost the literally like that we were talking it was like almost the same exact argument almost the same exact thing went down that happened to me happened to him x amount of years before you know so this shit is very much learned it's a right. cycle it repeats itself right yeah. but we don't talk about it and we don't really address it you know we don't and, but we also don't you know what are po okay if this is wrong what is the positive instead of just saying oh well that's wrong okay cool well why but how do you address that like how do you you know what i mean like how do you go to a guy that's 511 right and be like Man, you you can't be hitting your kid, man. Like I think, I think unless you unless the, unless he has like uh, someone he can confide in, like an actual real good best friend that he right. Can, but well, who's gonna go to that guy and talk to him? About well, that but when shit? you first start breaking down the stigma of a lot of this stuff and the like, my father will never go see a physical uh, with a mental therapist and it's, you know none of it. He he matter of fact, us even recommending it at some point in time, saying yo, maybe it was a hell no, fuck no fuck you think y'all do what that you know like all of that right so you gotta block, break down the stigma we have to make it just even common conversations between you know it doesn't have to be just men but just having conversations about the mental health and about these things and and starting i feel like um in particular my generation i've seen a lot where i feel like a lot of us are holding each other more accountable um in in our things and it's no longer just okay well that's your household your home like that old thinking of like you run your shit how you want to run it mm -hmm. you know i feel like now it is a, a, a almost i feel like my generation probably comes from a lot of people who have to pick up the pieces from some of this shit. <clears throat> and I think we ha are having those conversations, you know, but I think if you make the discussion of the reality of domestic violence and sexual assault, it's the same shit of kind of like what happened, you know, with sexual assault. Like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, growing up, I didn't really feel like there was a bunch said about it. And then there became a point in time where that became such a thing, a main thing to speak about for better or for worse at times. Um, but just the conversation started to then like, well, how do we educate? How do we, how do we gain knowledge? You know, right. I went to school, so we had to do title nine training and yeah. we, we had I, those, you know, those conversations. So, yeah, I would, uh, I would say I would probably attribute this for all of its bad. There's plenty of good that goes with social media and the internet yeah, and just kind of that instantaneous culture that we have now. Right. Where it, it's, it's not cause you know, I'm, I'm 41. I grew up in that era and I, you know, I've always, you know, I, I went to, I moved around a lot too, and one of the high schools I went to was in Louisiana. Right. And yeah, you hear those stories about their dads and you know beating them with switches. Uh, you know? Yep, me too. Go out, go out, get it, pick your switch, and yep. then you know get whacked a bunch of times with we, it. And we just, had the the tomato was, rods from yeah, oh, Walmart. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you would hear that, those stories back then, and and, you, and even and, and I'll see on social media, I'll still see like my generation people still commenting. About like spanking and shit like that too, right. but but yeah, it is. You see more because of social media. The, those talks are starting to hap right. happen, and then you do have um, 
figures like 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 notable figures out there that are promoting it um, right. and like you mentioned the African American men community yeah. and you got Charlemagne the God that goes yeah. hardcore yeah and, and he's like my generation so it's cool to see yeah. Guys and, like that and they're with a platform the and just, yo, like, right. therapy is cool. Like, it's helped me. I've done this and that, and right. it's helping me. And just, just getting out there. And then, and then he has all the, yeah. It's, that's, that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing I try to, I, I, I mean, that's how I, music is a way to cope. So mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of those things. And music is a way, I, music is the way I see the world. So when I'm processing this mental health stuff, it's not, you know, I'm also, I'm trying to, I want to make it something to, that you, you understand, you relate to. And by me even saying it, you start thinking about your own. And mm-hmm. you start thinking, oh, I've been here, I've been here. And then if you hear more about my journey, if you've heard me speak, you hear me talk about all of that and talking about how much of, I mean, I'm a way different person now than I was 15, 16 with way more control. I at least can control a little bit more of when that trigger is happening. Well, and, you are look, looking you know, like a shining example of what, what uh, mental health, 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 uh, health therapy and shit can do. Right. At that age, too. Like, what a great age. Because if you even would have waited a bit longer, how much harder would it have been if you could have just fixed some of those problems? But to get them at that young of an age, right? That might be definitely I, a I huge think, part of your saving grace. I would think. I, well, and I think I think kids it's amazing. I think a lot, especially with in this age too. I think a lot of kids we really we're being more aware of of our mental health, and I think it's it's. I know. know we never thought we never talked or thought a thing about it in oh my my, my age ever. And ever. I just, and I know I knew, I mean from even at, as a teenager I knew people dealing with in high school anxiety and, mm-hmm. and depression and you know suicide and you know those things. But being able to, you know, if I can show an example and 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 use my journey as a as a way to say, look, yeah, uh, and the thing is, go talk to someone. He's literally going to talk to someone who's not going to tell you, you know, it's not like I'm going to go tell a friend. Like, there's a lot of shit. I won't, you know, I would rather go talk to a therapist than go talk to my my friends, my family, maybe. Oh, yeah, sure. You know? There's some deep shit. Like, I'm paying yeah. you. Right. I'm paying you to keep your and goddamn you, mouth right. shut. You can't say <laughs> shit. Like, it's just. We're going deep. Hold on. Yeah. Strap in your seatbelt. I'm paying you and don't say a thing because you're going to hear some shit. Exactly. We're getting deep. Exactly. And it's. It's going to get dark. I've, I mean, I'm having, I have friends still even now. It's like. You know, I've been really pushing and it's, it's taking them some time because they are still dealing with that stigma of, oh, but I'm good. Or, oh, I don't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you need to. You know, even with my own sisters, I sometimes I'm like, y'all need to get more, you know. And it's not I'm not saying not. I think we're also we're starting to tear down the wall, though, that going to therapy just means you are have overall a problem and you're this awful, you know, or you, you can't function. You know, I think we're tearing that down where it's just, yeah. Even, even if just everybody, like there's nobody that doesn't need it. Like everybody could use it. It's like, think of it as exercise. Exactly. Not everybody exercises, but everybody should and needs to, if you want your body to work optimally, if you want your brain and emotions, right. Taking care, right. Taking care of your, taking care of yourself. The same thing with, with the brain. So yeah, no, I think, I think that's what, what's needed to making change, you know, in, in some of these areas. Um, um, I, and I'm, I mean, I have more plans as I, as I continue to get older and, you know, I have a lot of grand ideas, um, and wanting to change, you know, specifically this community here. Um, uh, I really, at some point in time, I'd like to have enough capital to, you know, for my own to, to be able to come here and, and kind of create my own school, which I know sounds pretty cliche cause it's almost like I've been there, done that th- deal. But I really want to create something that. Hey, if it's been there, done that. But if it's helping people, who cares? Well, not only that, I really want it to be more connected with the community. Okay. And and I feel like um, I want to do it without the st- without the government's help. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to fund this this thing and and be able to then also be there grassroots, meeting with the parents a part of the school and saying, you know, even if single parents, whatever, whatever, right? Meeting with the community and just saying, yo, as a community, this is what we need to rally behind these kids. You know, we need to take care of them. We need to, you know, got to keep them out of certain shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to we need to push this. Protect them. Right. And then also from the school aspect, you know, I went to a private school for high school. My mom did an amazing job making sure that, because I would have gone to Grandview High or Ruskin. Mm-hmm. And my mom is a, has two master's degrees, so she was not fucking oh, with. Wow. Yeah, she she's not she's a smart woman, so she just wasn't really feeling that. And so she, I mean, it it's a, it's an amazing blessing that I went to. So I would like live in Grandview and have to go out to like Olathe, Lenexa to go to private school. Um, but one of the things I started to realize even then was they were preparing us differently in private school than they were my friends. You know, so my friends are just there for three, four o'clock, just kicking it. You know, I knew people who could get B's in Algebra 2 with just headphones in. Mm. And here I am busting my ass in Algebra 2, barely getting a C. Oh, wow. You know, and getting killed like college level shit. You know, I took a biology class my freshman year and it was a college textbook that that, that they were handing us to to (laughs) learn from, you know. So like the the expectation there at that school. Wow. And I'm I'm public public school education. I had no idea it was like. Oh, my gosh. This in this particular school, you know, they really. I mean, a lot of the kids that graduated from there are engineers and, you know, I'm kind of like the black sheep of it. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, only black kid who chose to, who decided to do music, you know, <laughs> had one of the lowest ACT scores, you know, like we had people that were acing it in my, in my grad Jeez. class. Um, but I realized how different the approach was. And I also realized how like being there, college was such a push thing that you had hope and you, you were being driven towards it where I feel like in some of these other areas, just you don't necessarily view it as a viable option. You don't see the power in it. And I don't necessarily agree that a college degree fixes everything. I think we're kind of aging out of that. But right. getting to a point where fucking not even a college degree, graduate high school and let's get you into a technical program that makes you money. There you go. You know, creating and, and getting with the community saying, look, you, your gener- your generation yourself may not be the one to to reap the benefits and get instant gratification. But if we can lock in and we can push these kids up, your legacy, your great your grandkids, your great grandkids, and so on and so forth are going to be set. Mm-hmm. And we're going to set ourselves up for success and start bringing economic wealth to ourselves so that we can better our own community. Yeah, that's all good and well, but what's going to pay me now? Well, and that's kind of the part of having... You know what I mean? That's well, what a lot of people think. But that's why I also, with kind of my, my game plan and, and the hope, and this is still a rough idea, it's not fully fleshed out, but one of the things I really want to do is hire a lot of these people that are in the community mm-hmm. and put opportunities into, okay, we got to build this school. We got to build this. Cause I, I don't want it just to be one building. I want it to be, what you kind know, of school are you talking thinking about? High school. Okay. Starting off high school, you a know. private high school. Is this what it is? I oh. would say more ch- charter, I guess. Okay. I don't want it. It's not, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get everybody that's in the community. So for me, it's less about, your grade, you know, or like, Oh, what score or how to, you know, I'm not trying or to just play approach the, it different. Yeah. Huh? That's, that's the thought okay. is, is really coming in with what they would teach in a, in a, you know, suburb, you know, deal with the teachers and that, and that learning and being able to instill that into the, the, the inner city, because one of the biggest things I hate from uneducated people is when they have the nerve to say, we're not, we don't care about learning, mm-hmm. but we don't care about, you know, cause I even, even the smartest people at Grandview high or smartest people at, at, at any other schools, you know, from the urban area, don't always get the 
the great still even the best opportunities to even springboard from that they can only do so much with whatever's being funded whatever whatever you know Mm -hmm. and it'd be really dope to say hey what we're doing here is by the people for the people you know we're not playing the political games we're not playing the i'm gonna shake your hand and smile and say the right we're here for the people i came here for y'all not these other people you know and really build it up and, and create hopefully again the economic side of it where it doesn't matter where i live i could live on paseo i could live you know, Prospect, I could live, Lenexa, Overland Park, we all have the same money. You know, we have the same amount of money that's the suburbs. So mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter where we're going. There's no such thing as gentrification at that point because I could stay here and fix everything up and be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and that's just the, the a, a, in a small bit of kind of what I want to do going forward. Um, that's a small bit. That's a giant chunk, man. That's a big, that's quite hey, the goal. Well, first I, I'm trying to, you know, get the, the music stuff going first. To I'm, I'm seeing it as a springboard. Um, right. You know, because... I want to take, you know, the success I get from that, put it in a business, you know, take, I'm, I've never, you know, necessarily dealt with any illicit activities or criminal activities, but the same mindset that goes in it, you buy, you know, you, you pay, you flip it, you get some more, you flip it, mm-hmm. you know, but doing that in the business aspect of, all right, I got some money from some shows. Let's put that in real estate. Let's put that here. Put that here. Diversify. Right. Get on that crypto too. Oh, I got some crypto. Yeah, we're in nice. the game. We're, hell we're, yeah! I'm in the game on stock. I'm in the game on some stocks on on some crypto. Um, you know, a couple of ETFs and whatnot. Just trying to, just little. You know, I don't. I'm not racking in money like that at this point. But just the little bit I can do. You know, I look at it like seven bucks is, or eight bucks is a Chipotle burrito. Oh my god! Don't right? get me started. I'm, Put that eight bucks. I might go get Chipotle as soon as I get done with I, this. I, I have a Chipotle problem, but I, you know that's I how I look. I that's how Chipotle. I look at investing. Sometimes it's like, okay, I could spend that eight dollars and it's gone, or I could put it into something and it's going to grow more. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how, how I do things right now. And but that's the goal is to to springboard off and to you know create some change, bring some some cool things to Kansas City. I think Kansas City, and you know, I spent time in Wichita. I went to school there once I graduated for a couple of years. Um, and I got to really tap in with that music scene. I've been there more than I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been there because I, I spent three years there. So um, I just really kind of came back to Kansas There's City. There's a little bit of a music scene out there, huh? It's amazing. I had one guy on from there, It's Nick it's, Gibbs. Okay, yeah. No, it's 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 a dope, dope place. Um, yeah? I don't um, buy it. No, it really is. It really, it, Wichita, Kansas? Oh, my goodness. I don't There's, buy I, it. I could, I could, Sorry, Wichita. No, no, no. If you want, first of all, I'm going to... Plug another artist. Here we go. No, I'm, I'm, fucking, I'm fucking around. Because um, I'm actually, so I'm actually getting finishing. We just did the, I think we're close to finishing the final mixes on a compilation album that has a bunch of Wichita artists. And this this whole project I've been working on since December. Um, and we just kind of spent a day, or like a, we would, it was actually the whole month of September, a little bit into January, where every day I would come in, produce a bunch of beats. And we would just invite different artists to come through and they'd lay a verse or a chorus or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we've gotten like 13 songs um, that we're getting ready to put out. And they're all fire. Like it's, 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 I'm really, really, <laughs> I'm getting like, like anxious about it. I kind of want it to come out early, but you know, I got to trying to do everything the right way. We got some visuals and whatnot with it too. Um, but there's guys like uh, Maurice Anthony, um, who is an incredible spitter. Like that guy, I don't know too many people who can out rap that dude. Just, but it's not just just not just rapping ability. It's also you know storytelling, um, you know song structure. Like great guy there. Um, I got a couple of friends of mine. I got this uh, this this girl who does like a neo soul R and B thing uh, with her band. It's called Keo and Them. Um, amazing life. We were really live live performances. You had a female on one of your songs. I liked her voice. Oh, uh, the intro. Yeah, uh, she's actually from Kansas City. Her name's uh, Mercy Cunningham. She 
she won a really big competition here, singing competition, not too long ago. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, no, I've got, I like to work with a bunch of like different artists and, and singers and, and, and whatnot. Um, but Wichita is really big on live shows. So a lot of the people that I just listed off. Right, because there ain't shit to do out crazy there. Crazy live shows. Awesome live shows. Like people, I just did, I, I mean, I've, I've opened for Keo and them, for instance, and they, we were in a bar and they had like 300 people deep. Nice. Just, you know, and they all, you know, come to, to check out the music and whatnot. It's a really dope place. I did a big show with a friend of mine uh, who's, who hasn't dropped his debut project yet, but when it comes out, that shit is dope. But we performed too. Uh, his name's TVMA. They just have different little spots, mm-hmm. and we get 100, 150 people, 200 people come through. Nice. Um, it, it, yeah. Wichita, Wichita's got a, a a place, and it's a it's beautiful, and I, I feel like it's got a lot of potential there. And, like, with here, both both cities, here and in, uh, in Wichita, I'm trying to come back and make this place like an Atlanta, you know, where it's just like it becomes, Kansas a, City? becomes a hub. Kansas City, yeah, that's what a lot of people are wanting. Yeah. I I think, I think, it, I think, I think it I bet if, yeah, I think if you probably, I have no idea. I'm just speculating right now, but I, f- I bet if you go to a lot of like small market cities like ours yeah, and go to their hip hop scene, I bet you they're all like, man, if we just came together and did this, we could be the next Atlanta. Like every, uh, I think, I think that, I think though, um, even first starting off, I, I feel like getting more of the city involved is important you know yeah it's that's been that's what every everybody says that's the battle how do you do that everybody's got different ideas but look i because i was listening i saw that one interview and i was like huh i got a lot to say about this one but i guess i feel like i I feel like first of all we got to determine what success is for every artist because not success for you or success for me as an artist is going to look different you know um and i think like for me right now i'm not focused on trying to be billboard popular crazy i'm not there yet mm-hmm. right and i can't go from where i'm at now to all of a sudden there you know you gotta start incrementally but if we take like I, i'm look at the numbers and the business side of things it's four hundred thousand people in the kc and missouri side kcmo side right at least according to the census yeah we got about a million people around here yeah yeah they were i think with you get all the suburb everything in it it's a mil- about yeah. a million right that's a if you can get a million people or half a million people to rock with you here in the city uh-huh <laughs> That first of all, yeah. first of all, fuck the popularity aspect. Let's talk the money aspect. If you have half a million people putting money into your pockets, yeah, you're rich. You to look at Tech Nine, you, you know, look at Tech Nine. Um, so I'm of the opinion, and I feel like it can be done. Who else under Strange Music you want to look at? Um, though? No, yeah, no. <laughs> well, and I agreed with that. Like I, I, I Travis I, and Tech, they got theirs. Well, who else is fucking? Well, and I so I feel like, and I feel like you're seeing a little bit if you like uh, a Sean. Uh, Kai Colors, those yeah, guys, but are, they're not strange. No, they're not. No, no. I, I think I like these independent guys that are. We well, and I think independent. If you want to go independently, I think you can do it. You, if you're an artist too, that start. Oh, all the tools are there. Get you, you the, yeah. Get you five or six of your friends. One of you guys plays the role as as the manager. <clears throat> go to JUCO, take a couple classes, or go learn, figure out the business aspect of how to look at a contract as far as shows and how to go negotiate for stuff. Someone is going and doing marketing advertisement stuff learning how to run the facebook ads do all that learn how to like do every aspect of it you got your get the artist guy you know work on your craft because i feel like the thing i feel like too with like here and in particular wichita too quality is still a little bit behind and i that means not just the quality of what production um okay not just not just production too but also even yourself as an artist you know there's quality that needs to you know you're the way you 
are performing on a microphone. Oh, shit, that's something. Oh no, that's shit. Definitely. I'm still. I shit. I'm still working with. You know, there's there's things where I'm like, yeah, I could have done that better. I need to do that better. I need to emote more. I need that's, to. That's you know, it's, it's a lot of these people. They use that. They use that as a as a training wheels. You know, when they want to rap over their own ly- lyrics and shit like that. That is so prevalent here in Kansas City. I go to a lot of. Sh- I don't really? go to a lot of shows, but I go to shows. And there's a lot of that. It drives me nuts. It drives I, me nuts. I only the only reason why I do it from time to time is because I don't trust who like the venue sound guy. Sure. Because a couple times I've been in places where Look, man, you guys all have an excuse. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's more of a, like a strategic. It's less of like the excuse and more of the strategic aspect of it. Because I'm not sitting there ad libbing what I'm doing. I'm going to rap it. No, know? I get that. But it is just that's what I see. But I don't sometimes. I don't but yeah, I don't like it. I want to see people. I want if I'm paying money, I'm paying. I want to see you perform. I don't want to see you perform over your lyrics. That's true. Show me what you got. I That's can listen. To you. I can pull up your Spotify and listen to your shit all day. That's true. See when you come, show me what you got see, live. Well, and that's. You know? And that's that's something too. That that's how you make be, your money. You got to be a performer. There's, oh there's, 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 I love f- shows too. That shit is amazing. shows are great. You want to be a performer? Do oh that shit. Gosh. Get so do it. Don't don't. We start mosh. You know? We start riots. At Take my some shows. fucking training wheels off, people. Yeah. And just start rapping over your music, not your lyrics. Just in developing developing your sound and mm-hmm. making it sound better, because like I was I was I was thinking about just you know some certain artists. It's like Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle sounds like I got bad news for you. What? He's dead. No, no, I'm not. No, no, no. I was gonna <laughs> say something about his 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 sound, no, which kidding. has been a sound that you know. I mean, if it was anybody else, I don't think I'd probably love as much because it's it, that was NWA. That was the '90s, bro. Like we're not there anymore. But I feel like the reason why a lot of people including myself really fuck with it is his quality was amazing and it same thing and so if you decide if that's your lane or if your lane is the the emo dark trap rap shit that i could care less for there there's like a whole gothic genre it, that's the thing right that is the thing i don't know of it but i'm not it, shocked uh, it, it's a thing I, i'm it's not for me personally is that more like a extension kind yeah, of stuff yeah yeah kind of that south florida allegedly again i don't know mm. shit about shit i'm not trying to have people come for me but you know quality wise though if your quality is dope i feel like you do what you love people are gonna fuck with it you mm-hmm. know um again i feel like you just gotta hustle i i, I think too there's there's a little no, bit you of, gotta hustle i think there's a mentality you of, gotta hustle you gotta of like entitlement okay and everywhere you know but here here and and i i i struggle i'm i'm none of the shit that i'm saying is not something i deal with myself like i'd be getting pissed about yo this guy got to do this which i'm trying to undo because that's some real toxic ass shit and it just oh you get upset when other artists do something that you're sometimes kind of like man sometimes okay because yeah you got to drop that yeah because part of it is it ain't like easy though you're young you're working on it. it's good that you're you're recognizing it and wanting to work on it well yeah. and, and, and part of it too is just um understanding and, and being more in the moment mm-hmm. i I'm, I'm a thinker so i'm thinking of my next move I, i'm playing chess in my head essentially you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of all right i know next month i'm dropping an ep i know next in two months i'm doing this i know i have this going on and i know i'm in the middle of working on three projects right so i know that this is all going on so i'm planning i'm planning and looking ahead but i'm not taking always the best time to just embrace hey we're we're a struggle rapper. We hear, you know, like, hey, we're dealing with these life issues. That's like, man, I can't wait till I get to hear and hear, and I don't have to worry about this. And this would be so cool if we, you know, we we had a, I did a show where we had ticket tech issues for an hour and a half, and we're late to get on the set, on yeah. stage, right? Right. And typically, I feel like you you'd freak out and be like, oh my god, if, well, if we were in a better place or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the circumstances is, that would never happen if we were 
but you're not, bro. You gotta, you gotta, you sit there and just embrace. Like you gotta crawl before you walk. Right, and you gotta embrace those hardships. Like if you're not looking stupid at any point in your music career, I gotta really question if you were what, what you were doing. You gotta look dumb. I've been in places where I was supposed to perform, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we don't actually have a mic system, so we're just gonna put a microphone to the speaker of the computer, and you have to rap with that for your beat." <laughs> look dumb as fuck. Wow. In front of a good amount of people <laughs> but if you're not do, but if you're not doing things like that and you're not enjoying the moments you're, you're missing you're missing out on life and then you're steady and comparing yourself right. to other people and i feel like that's that is a little bit of downside also with social media which is why i've started to get more and more like away from like i'm starting to unfollow more people not because i don't fuck with you or i won't support you but it's just like like i'll check i'll, I'll check in but i really am trying to get people if i don't really really know you off my feed because you start sitting there scrolling fuck up your day for no reason and i know i was noticing that and i was like why i don't live that guy's life and you know we're always posting on social media our best versions of herself you know so i know that he probably has got for every post of this he's probably got his own set of issues so why the fuck am i trying to live someone else's life or be mad because someone worked for their own opportunity to get i'm, I'm really trying to get off that so it's for me it's like yeah it doesn't do you any good yeah but it's a, and, I, a, and i'm not, and i'm i'm not saying that i don't do i, I get yeah. caught up in shit too it, it's it's a it's a human it's a natural yeah. natural human response it's especially like, when you're competitive right and that's and too as a rapper too like i'm competitive about my shit so so many times sure. i'll be like man you got this but i could just out bar your head right now you yeah know, well not. that's what like, rap, that's all you, you know all, every rapper i've ever met oh i'm the best rapper ever right. i know i know and i know and you so, are and so you know and, and I, <laughs> I mean i know you are. You got bars for days oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, you your got, flow is so wonderful right. i get it you're the but, best and it's but Which, I also say I'm the best and hardest podcast in Kansas City. I take it from you, you guys. Have, you, I was gonna say, well, there is a certain certain point of confidence that you have to have because if you don't yeah. have that confidence, no, you gotta believe in it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta believe. Yo, I'm the best rapper. I wouldn't do it if I wasn't. Exactly. Right. You know, but I think of the entitlement. People need me. Just of like also. I'm just kidding. Expecting people to give you something, and that was something that I think because I feel like at least when I came into the industry, I was thinking, okay, well, someone just magically one day, someone's going to notice me and this is going to work and da, 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 da. I'll post a song and it'll be dope. And Isn't that how it works? Fuck no. Damn. All right, I got to switch my game fuck up. No. I got to switch my but, game but up. But you know what I fuck with, with and I know you said no more compliments, but this is something <laughs> I noticed and I was like, see, at least, is you got to grind for that shit. You putting content out and you staying consistent with it. Yeah. Three and a half years. Yeah. Right? I've hard. been doing shit. I, I mean, I wouldn't say, I feel like I'm now at a place where like the shit I'm putting out is really, really dope. But I've been doing music for six years almost. Nice. But a lot of the shit was you had to grow. You can't, you know. And I know in our minds, you know, you put something out, you're like, oh, that was the hottest song out. You know, shit I put out a year ago or two years ago, I was like, oh my god, that was the greatest song ever. Now I'm like, nah, that wasn't it. Yeah, that wasn't it. We could look at what I'm doing now. That's so much better. Like, oh, of course. You know, so it, it. But at the time, it was the best you could have done. Right. But if you stay focused, you stay grinding, and you know, you try to, you know, set reasonable goals. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to grow to 500 dedicated followers that not only are streaming my music potentially, but are also going to put money into my pocket as an artist mm -hmm. because this is a business, right? Mm -hmm. If I do, and and I'm not even going to bore people with the math, but 500 times 100. It's a lot of money. Half that for taxes. Keep the other half. You reinvest in yourself. Boom. It's only 500 people. Invest on in yourself and double down. Right. But it's only 500 people. It, yeah, it, that's, that's the crazy thing. Is like I know that's that's what I was kind of saying earlier. You just there's 330 million people. You just need a fraction of a percent of them exactly. to pay attention to you and like exactly. what you're doing and, and feel you. Exactly. And if you can get just that little percentage, I don't know where I read this. It was one of those 
or whatever it doesn't matter but they say it's like I think you need like is it well, maybe well, let's say two thousand at the most, like one to two thousand mm-hmm. dedicated yep. fans that no matter what you do, they're supporting and paying exactly. whatever. Like exactly. I love what you do, I will support you. Yeah, you get two thousand people. Like I, so, if I got two thousand pe- two thousand people, right? They give me five bucks a month on Patreon, bro. Bro, that's like life changing. Right, that's five dollars will change my life. Right. And it's not, and it doesn't take, you know, the, it doesn't necessarily need the millions. Not the millions of people is great, but you just starting small with a reasonable goal. I'm at right now five. When I, my goal is 500 for the year, right? But more importantly, like when I do shows and whatever, I don't care if it's 10 people, five people, 30 people, 40 people. And I, I have conversations with my DJ or whoever I'm with, you know, even artist friends, because they're like, man, I hope we get a good turnout. I say, I don't give a fuck. Nice. If it's 30 people, I'm jumping into that fucking crowd. And we're going to jump up and down and do a mosh pit oh, yeah. when I turn up on some of the new songs I've been debuting. Plus, your camera guy's got to be out there right in front with just of you getting that. Yeah. Oh, know, yeah. For the gram. Oh, yeah. We we, we, we do. I get a couple. For, I got enough, you know, little photography friends. I'm like, hey, come through. I, you know, I, I've been doing a thing, too, where for shows I get a, have someone, I hand someone a disposable camera, and I just have them take pictures. Oh, I fun. I love, oh, I love that. I love it. And it just so is so dope. So a lot of, like, anything that you really see on my Instagram. Oh, that's fun. And then do you have them put it in, like, a bucket at the end of the night? I just develop, uh, yeah, and I just I, and I get them back from them at the end of the show, and that's then I cool. go and develop it the next week and get them back, and I post them on Instagram. Oh, that's a great idea. I love them because I love film. I love like film photography. I'm a sucker for it. Okay, so that's like film, film photography, film videography is like oh, I could just eat it up. So I just sit there and I I love it and I love the, the feel to it, and I just twenty bucks or something. I'm gonna get a point and shoot just to save money, but you know it's like I'll go to a show and hey, real quick, snap this for me, you know, and let's. I like the disposal idea. Oh, amazing. I think that's a great idea. It's amazing. If it's and if it's my, I feel like my brand very, very well. But yeah, no, I just but I go in with the mentality of I'm gonna win at least one person over in the crowd. I'm gonna touch one person mm-hmm. that night, and that's it. We'll go from there, you know. And it takes one spark to start a fire. Exactly. And I and I think that's really the, the it's been the change for me this year because things have been kind of stagnant previously. Um, and obviously we had a pandemic, so we had to figure out how to live life differently and, and do shit. Um, I didn't. I did. I had to because <laughs> I was supposed to do like four, four, three, one was supposed to come out way earlier. There was supposed to be a big show attached to it. I had musicians. Oh yeah. No, I'm kidding. I, I did change things. Yeah. And it did. The pandemic sucks. I'm downplaying it. Yeah. It sucked. And it, it, I miss, I love live music and yeah, we missed out on a lot of live music. And I feel like that's a big way to like connect with people, you know? Is, oh, is for to, you guys, for oh, yeah. performers, oh, yeah. 100%. Musicians go, go open mic. I hate open mics, but do an open mic. Oh, you got to do them. They're great. I, I, I do them. Um, I just. Because uh, you got to get stage hours. Right. No, and I think, I, I believe also there's a process to everything. You start somewhere. So yeah. I say I hate them, but I've done a bunch. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I people ask me, oh, do you have a SoundCloud? No, not really. I don't. I hate SoundCloud, right? But I had logged pre- previously hours and hours and hours on SoundCloud. So I say all that as a person who's been doing this shit for a little bit. But no, I mean, go perform. Especially if you don't have any stage presence, that's how I learned. Yep. Because at first I was, I mean, the first time I performed was like 17, 18, and I couldn't move. Like I was oh, really? so scared. Oh, really? Because it was like. Either go one way or the other way, right? Well, and. Either love it and almost, feel it and it's you. or Well, you, and I was like, it's it's intense because for me, I, I'm i sharing really deep shit, you know? Right. So there's always a thing. In, Vulnerability. I mean, even to this day, I'm sitting there, like, in my head before I get on stage, I'm like, damn, do I really got it? Like, can I do this? Like, am I? 
you know, and then I get on there and it just clicks and I'm like, why do I do this to myself all the time mentally? Like I'm good. You know, like <laughs> I just, the like I bring the energy and whatnot, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I just was so, so scared. And it was funny cause I was performing at an open mic at Wichita State and it's kind of what had people like starting to notice me. Cause I like did a song and had the whole women's basketball team out of their section, like dancing and jumping up and down and you know, it was it was the craziest thing ever too. Just off the song that I performed too, I was just like, oh, wait, that's that's you know. But you got to learn. You got to go through that. You got like I said, you got to go through the times of being embarrassed or maybe not being as prepared for your lyrics as you thought you were. And so you do have an instrumental and you're not rapping to a ad lib track and you forget your fucking <laughs> you know you forget your lyrics and you look dumb as hell because you're like ah uh, what was freestyle. it what was it what was it? right right <laughs> you got to start trying to like do stuff but. Or um, you just own it, ah, cut it, cut it. I forgot what I was saying. Make right, a joke yeah, out of it. Yeah, you know? or like Make read, it fun. I've, I had a friend of mine. It was, a, I mean, I thought it was the coolest shit. He like fucked up and had to restart the whole thing. But the way he did it was just so like, it just, I don't I don't know how he pulled it off. And I was like, dude, that's so smooth. And then like, I, I like this was before I met him. And then I met him. I was like, dude, we got to work. Like, you're so, like, this is dope. And he's like, dude, I fucked up badly. I like had to restart the whole song. I was like, I don't care. This is dope, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you gotta you gotta walk through some of those things, you know. And and once you go through that, and you you know you change your mindset. Um, I was talking to someone. I was working with a producer here in, in town, um, who has been there, done that, been signed to a label. I don't want to put out all of his personal business, but he's worked. He's he's done shows with like Twenty One Pilots before they were Twenty One Pilots. He's done shows with Fun. Mm-hmm. He was he was the shit, you know. Like there's YouTube videos, a million views, whatever. Right. Nice. He was the shit. Mm-hmm. And we were talking and, you know, I was telling him all the great ideas I have. Oh, I want to go do this when I get to Nashville. I'm trying <laughs> to find him. I'm trying to get a manager. I'm trying to do this. I'm <laughs> trying to do that. And he said some real shit and it really kind of knocked me on my ass. He was like, that's cool, bro. But I believe that the more you try, the more you're pushing away. The more you try to force it, the more it's going to go away. Hmm. Instead, he's like, I, I would honestly just, again, enjoy the moment. You know, enjoy the, the, the times you're you're in, but also just hone he's like i believe people who just hone their craft in are going to naturally attract the people that need to be there mm-hmm. and that's really what i'm trying to trying to take it in as it's just i'm here i'm an artist i make music either you connect with it or you don't if not no worries right it ain't for everybody you know but here if you do this is what i got yeah and welcome welcome to this because it's it's i'm welcome trying to make to this the journey right it's gonna be a fun journey. Um, I like I said, I didn't listen to any of your other stuff a whole lot, but I listened to I, got I listened to the whole album, your new newest album. We got new stuff that's way different too. And um, yeah, I was like, oh, this is good stuff. Like, I was like, I like it, but like, I, I can't listen to it. If like, I was like, this would be good for a dinner party or something. Right. I was like, oh shit, not with these lyrics. Like, those are yeah, they're really deep and dark, and which is great. And, and and I love I love it that being a big album like that. Right. Because I, I can't wait to see where you go oh after gosh, this with this you and see where you're going to grow with it and, and, and just the story. Yeah. And uh, so that, that's going to be a fun, I'm, I'm excited fun. too, because like I, I like four, four, three, one, and it's going to always hold a place in my heart. But at this point in time, it's like, I've grown so much more like that mm-hmm. album was cause music for me comes out really late. So, mm-hmm. or not, and I don't want to say late, but by the time you get it, it was probably a year, year and a half. <laughs> Sure. When it was originally made, you know, or two years. Yeah, like, that makes I, sense. I, I sit on a lot of stuff, and then I kind of pick and choose when I'm ready to, to move on things. Um, but the growth, I feel like, in in the music, um, I've gotten a little bit more strategic on making music that you can, if you don't really care about what I may be saying, you can get lost in it and just, oh, cool, turn up, or oh, cool, this, right? But if you start to kind of dig more into the lyrics, you'll be like, oh, shit there's more to this and so i'm actually dropping a single uh july 2nd 
um, and is going to start unraveling a nice. EP and a short film that'll be coming out soon. Okay. Yeah. Wrote the wrote the treatment, wrote the wrote the story, and you know we've been working on it. That's because you like your video video editing too. So you're gonna. Oh my goodness. Oh well, you got all kinds of. Yeah. Avenues you want to pursue, huh? Well, I'm big on with with. Do you music. make music videos? I'm no. I'm a shitty videographer. I'm gonna be honest. I tried. Um, I feel like I know how to tell this. Like I know what I want, and so I work with uh, people. I worked with some with some uh, kids from Wichita State. Uh, because you know when you're in college, you figure out how to levy free labor in exchange. For <laughs> you know, so hey, I'll give you a beat. Hey, you do this for me. Um, but I've been working with actually is one of the guys that worked on the documentary. We worked on a short film, uh, and it. I have a, I, I like to incorporate audio and visual and creating into a world. You know, because I'm not just making music; I'm making a world for people to to kind of get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and adding more layers, I feel like to it, and I like to create videos where just you get you kind of have to interpret what you saw and and for the most part you're not going to be wrong in what you see because it's it's i i intentionally set things up um in, in, the, in the short film where you they're different concepts and different layers they all they're all the same and they're all you know mm-hmm. it, it just it just kind of it's like atlanta from like but from uh donald glover you watch it or and you you interpret what you saw you know it's a weird kind of makes you think mm-hmm. um but i'm super excited because that project um shows a different stage in my life okay that'll be fun shows shows a little bit more self-awareness about social stuff like as far as just like interactions with people women mm-hmm. you know and and dealing with some of those those sep- those these new issues you know i don't want to say new issues but you know new things that i wasn't maybe aware of when you know 4431 was made 4431 is to me is like very innocent child 4431 to me seems like it, it fits like i would suggest anyone listening now if they're interested after this interview and checking your music out, yeah, watching your uh, little documentary on there, mm-hmm. and then listening to your yeah. album, yeah, because it goes hand in hand really well. Oh yeah, and you can tell, you can just tell that this album four four three one is, it's like your journal, right? You know, it's just you singing your journal, like it's yeah. putting it out there. It's you know, this yeah. is Speak, speaking on and, and creating something that you know again you. Welcome. Because also, too, if you don't understand my story and where I've come from, you won't understand where I'm going and what maybe I'm why certain things are. The yeah, way they are. I can't, I think it comes out through the music, though. You don't have to watch the documentary, but no. it definitely enhances it. Right. Well, just saying just the project as a whole, if you don't. Right. Just, you know, because one of the things I always like before then I would dibble and dabble about like what, you know, like even the concept of who the fuck is Israel New York? Why? Mm-hmm. You know, like why? Why the name? Why? the What's the meaning? What's, you know, like getting into that? You know, if, if you don't really know those things and, and, and kind of, I'm not saying that it's not impossible to jump in and hear my shit. If you jump in and hear my shit, you're going to get what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, but it adds more of a context and I think a more of a relatability and a connection for people to, to grab onto and, and see where it's a cool from. concept. I, I don't know that I've actually, mm, I can't think that I've, I've known or seen of that or aware of any of, of that being done. Yeah of doing like a little documentary and then it coinciding with a or matching up w- with an album. Yeah. I, I know that's a, a really cool concept. It's, Oh, and I love it. Cause it's just another, again, another layer for you to, yeah. to connect. It's almost to. like a soundtrack to a movie. Right. And that's even this, that's if you think that with the documentary, this short film is that to the T perfect where yeah, okay. the music, it, it's, it's got a different narrative. So the, 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 this one is very more narrative and less, there are bits and pieces that you can probably put together as like true story, true, true life shit. But a lot of it really is just representing 
what it is to be African-American and trying to maybe walk, because uh, the title project is titled Israel, uh, self-titled, and kind of breaking down that he who wrestles with God and, you know, trying to walk a, I hate to say the word religious, but, you know, believing religious walk, but then being surrounded by a lot of vices, a lot of things that are pulling and, and kind of grabbing and trying to well off that path. I mean, if, if that's... Like yeah, I get that. Getting kind of in the music world, especially the hip hop world. Yeah. Or if but, you grow, but grow have, up for where I where I'm particular. Or where, but you have know. you thought or given any thought into like the Christian hip hop world? It's not for me. Okay. I I from a very young age quickly realized I didn't want to do that. Like, and I grew up on Christian hip hop, but back in the, I feel like the back in the day shit and the new shit is like a separate. Like there is a real old school new school thing to me. The way I view it, it's like the old school shit. I liked because there was still a realness about life. Um, and there was some of the stuff I would listen to. What would be some old school? Uh, I would say uh, Grits was a, was a group. Oh, I know. Um, I've, I've heard of that. T-Bone was a, was a rapper. Uh, he had a song. One of the songs I used to listen to a lot growing up was one based off of talking and kind of about Columbine and just the realness of, you know, kids kind of wandering around, not really being, you know, paid attention to in a certain way and, you know, they're seeing shit that's on, you know, at that time they were attaching video games to the shit because that was what mm-hmm. normal to do back in the day. But, oh, yeah, they're seeing what to do all this shit. And now they're packing guns in school. You know, just, but there was a realness to that. And mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, shit. You know, like where now I feel like, and I'm not going to generalize all of Christian rap, but I just feel like it is a lot of like, I love God and I believe in him and shit is cool. Like, life is good. And I know I'm, uh, that that's maybe a couple people here and there, but for me, it's like, I want right. to, I want to listen to, like, I like Kendrick because Kendrick is, a you know, he is, a at least what he says he is, is a Christian. He talks about shit that I would relate to a little bit more about that, but he still is, is really real about what's going on in his his his, his journey. And, um, you know, for me, I'm, also, yeah. I, I don't want to come off as legalistic because I feel like that's a lot of, like, believers, too. It's just like, oh, follow these rules. You know, it, it right, becomes more right, about right. following rules and saying the right thing and all this shit. Look, I'm not here for that. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to tell you how it hard it is to be in a relationship and not feel like I'm really wanting to commit and I have a wandering eye and I'm seeing all the other opportunities out there for this shit or how I may or may not feel really self-destructive some days and just say, you know, fuck this music shit. Fuck all this shit. I'm just going to do start, start getting in the streets, mm-hmm. you know, like all the, you know, some of the things that I fight with personally, you know, I'm going to tell you about that. I'm going to tell you how real that is for me because I feel like that also, if you understand, if you, if you're anybody that's in that same shoes, you'll get it. But wouldn't there be a lane for you in like, in, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That, that Christian hip hop. But money. I'm a messianic. That's some easy yeah, money. But I'm, a messianic, man. but I'm a messianic Jew. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. I don't know if we go, got mess. I mean, we do got messianic rappers, I guess. I don't know. Manish Yahoo, is he? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like it just always has been where, you know, I kind of. I've also been kind of the Looking outcast. Looking at that easy Christian money. Come on, those suckers are paid. No, I'm, I'm, just I'm been kidding, also, Christian people. Yeah, I'm, kidding, I was like, I'm kidding. I've just also been the outcast of those. Like, yeah. Even, even in the journey we talked about just about. I know. Very, I listened to it for a little bit. Like, I know NF. You yeah. Know, that dude's cold. Yeah. And then Lecrae. Oh uh, yeah, I fucked with Lecrae's old shit. I don't yeah. fuck with the, the new shit. I don't know. I don't know what much of their new stuff is. Le- Lecrae kind of ticked me off after he he was sitting up there with uh whatever pastor and all that shit that happened last summer. Uh, what happened last summer? He was talking with some pastor, and the dude was talking about how like they were talking in the terms of you know George Floyd and the police, the, you know racial dis- you know tensions okay. and all that. And something was said to the effect that the the white guy was like. Or his white pastor? Yeah, he okay. was like, it's not, it's, you know, white, white, uh, what did he say? 
white privilege is like white blessing or he says some goofy shit like that mm-hmm. and then Lecrae didn't really say anything he's like well I would agree that it's kind of like that and I'm like and I, I struggle with part of my struggle with Christianity here in America is knowing the, the deep roots of slavery that like how oh. it was used back in the day oh interesting and sometimes even feeling like that has happened because I, I mean for a time you know I didn't my mom didn't know she was Jewish for for quite some time mm-hmm. um, until she did, and then she really introduced Messianic Judaism to us. And I feel like I fit more there than I did in the Christian circles. But I feel like there's a lot of under undertone white savior complex shit. <laughs> and I mean, again, do you? Again, I'm, I, do you? I don't. Fuck, you know, like right, I'm, not right. gonna, I'm not here to judge you. Like, but you're not gonna. But be I don't want to be a, it, right. right. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be around it. I've, I've had. You know, I don't like the fakeness of things. You know, mm-hmm. I've had way more real conversations with people who are not oh, Christian. Yeah. Don't get me started. I don't, yeah, yeah. Don't get me start on those fake ass. And and at the end of the day, if we're gonna look at the Torah, look at the Bible, one of the things that Jesus was doing was hanging with the sinners. Yeah, because well, so, they're cool. They're fun. Well, and because that's, I mean, if you really want to get in the nuts and bolts, of you what we're supposed to be doing. He was no. laughing. I was like, hey, have some of this wine. Just, just. This yeah. guy's really funny when I give him. He's like, this guy's really oh funny God. when I give him some wine. Let me get, give me some of that water. I gotta get this guy. Oh he, he, this guy's so. I, I got this. I got like when because I believe in heaven. So at some point in time, I got a lot of questions to ask. Him. Like, <laughs> some of these, like some of these life choices, like what was going on in the, the, the thought process of this? But yeah. no, I mean, I just kind of am what I am. And I mean, if you want to view me as a Christian rapper or a religious rapper, I'm not going to. I was just asking it. if you had thought about going into that lane, just as like my mom probably wanted me to do that when I was younger because yeah. she didn't like all the cursing, right? You know. Then he, I don't know if you really want to hear your kid just saying a bunch of crazy shit, but you know, she 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 grows she grew to love it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't know, that's kind of what it is, but yeah, no, I've, I've got a new project coming soon. I think it's gonna be super dope. When's that coming out? Uh, tentative. June, July, which is July first yeah, is the first. Single? The single is July second. The July second, first Friday. Okay, nice. Um, oh, cool. I'm going to tentatively say it really depends on finishing some things on the short film we're almost almost there okay because it's coming out in episodes so we got episode one episode two episode three and episode four um what episode of the of the of the short film so the short film will come out first oh, the um, short, but, the, okay, but it comes out in segments yes it's one film it comes out in like five segments yeah it comes in like four will four one episodes. song coincide with the release of one not not episode the, the single the single is just a little taste tester of, of okay. what's coming because i feel like i've been kind of quiet and I was really, I've been really stressing about just, I want to put something out, you know? So, um, we're doing single July 2nd, the first chapter will probably come out the following Friday. So tentatively, once we go through all the chapters, the last chapter will be also the same day mm-hmm. of the project. So tentatively July 29th is 29th Perfect. or 28th is when that's supposed to come out. Hopefully this will be out, uh, right around that. That would be lit. Like if it comes out. Yeah, I hope oh, so. I'll try That'd to get lit. it out then. How can uh, people find it and uh, all that good stuff? You can look me up on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you. I think, think Instagram is the best place to get you. Can you hit that little link tree? That too. Well, and I've got I've got the um I've got like my little artist profile thing too, like in the in the bio of uh, well, uh of Instagram. So you click mm-hmm. it and you go to um I think right now I just got the four four three one stuff. So you got a link actually. To, you see the YouTube video and then it's got all the drop downs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? Instagram is that. Yeah, hit yeah. the link tree and then it's got all the different yep. links on there yep. that you need. But to reach me I or to or to check out anything I'm doing, Instagram is Israel underscore Naor I S R A E L underscore N A O R. Um, you can Google that too, and it's gonna or Israel Naor is gonna come up, and you're gonna see all the music. YouTube, check out the music videos and 
like I said, I got visuals coming with that. You know, all those Google stuff. him, baby. Yeah. Check me out. We're here. We're here. Well, I hope people uh, check it out. I hope it's a big hit. For sure. Dude, I really like what you're doing. I like where you're going. It's Thank you. It's a fucking cool thing to see someone Thank you. go through hell and then come out on the other side and winning. then like winning, glowing, and growing. Right. And I can see that you got a lot of momentum behind you. Right. And it's, uh, I'm glad I was able to get you on, man, before yeah, you're out of I'm, here. Look, this is I'm dope, man. I'm so thankful for you having me to come through. Yeah. love talking. Like, you know, hopefully when I'm maybe back in the city again, you know, maybe we'll do like a little, you know, years down the road or a year from now or whatever. Just yeah, come on, recap man. And this was fun. Yeah. I'll be following you. Thank you. Be following your journey. Hell yeah. We got dope shit out. Like I said, I got the project coming hopefully July 29th. Not too far from that is going to be a really dope compilation album. Mixed, produced by me, wrapped by some of it, wrapped by me. Nice. Got bangers on that. Hell yeah. Go follow him. Go watch his documentary. Then watch or then listen to the album. Hell yeah. That's it, everybody. We out. Bye.